Hello, church. A couple of quick questions for you. One, uh, have you had to wrestle at all this last week with whether or not, as a matter of conscience and faith, to eat meat that's been sacrificed to idols? Yes, no... All right, second question, have you had to wrestle this past week with whether or not worship services for Christians should be held on Saturdays because it's the Sabbath? Maybe not, maybe not so relevant. If not, then maybe that's a shame because this chapter that I want to read uh, in Romans chapter 14 uh, from Paul's letter to those early Christians uses those two examples of matters of faith and matters of conscience, how Christians work out their faith, you know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And he talks about food, sacrifice to idols, and some Christians felt like it's totally proper to eat that because, you know, meat's meat. So it doesn't matter where it was killed, God made the meat, and there's no such thing as idols anyway. So those people are deluded in what they believe, and it doesn't change the fact that meat is fine. And others said, why would we buy money to help support this practice and the idols? And if it's tainted by that, then let's not do that. And so Christians differed on whether or not to eat meat, but meat wasn't the issue. Matters of conscience and faith were the issue, but they found themselves polarized. And with the Sabbath day, you know, that was the right day to worship. Saturday was the right day to worship for all those early Jewish believers in Christ. And uh, they had to wrestle as more non-Jewish people came to faith in Christ. Like, what's up with Saturday? It's just another day. We can worship any day. And so it wasn't about the day or the worship as much as it was about they wanted to worship God. And one thing mattered to one Christian and didn't matter to the other. And when they found themselves on opposite sides of the aisle, so to speak, um, they fought and they argued and they judged each other and they condemned each other and they looked down at each other. I think as I've been looking at this this week that it's more relevant than you might see at first blush. Um, if I were to ask the questions this way with a few modern examples, maybe you can see what I mean. Uh, have you this past week had any conversations regarding mask wearing? Whether it's proper or important or necessary to wear a mask and where you should wear masks and where you shouldn't and the reasons for wearing masks. Has that been a part of your lives at all? It has been a part of my life and my conversations. Uh, or how about the second question in kind of today's experience? Have you had any conversations with other believers lately about how we really need to get back to Sundays? We need to get back to Sundays and worship because that's the special day. As long as we have worship in church, it's, it's better than if we have worship in a backyard and it's better than if we have worship on a Zoom call. It's just better. We want to get to that because that's the special way to do it. That feels relevant to me. And in a way, those are perfect parallels to what the early Christians were going through. And so when we're in situations like, how do we even have conversations about masks and coronavirus right now? Or how do we have conversations about worship? And some people love worshiping in homes and some people want to get back into church services. How do we wrestle with these things? What happens when we find ourselves on opposite sides of the aisle? What does unity look like? How do we preach for love? And Paul uses the word mutual edification when we're talking about those topics in our time. Well, we turn to Scripture. It's our advice. It's our wisdom, the wisdom of God. Uh, and Romans 14 has got a lot of wisdom on these exact topics. So what I've done is uh, I've started with the NIV translation here. And so that it can speak to us in our day and age, I've just swapped out. Every time it talks about meat and food, I've put in masks. And every time it talks about one day being more special, I've put in Sunday services. 
I think the unity of the body is the most important thing that we can ever fight for. And our witness in the world is like joyful Christians versus bickering Christians. A light to the world versus people who condemn and judge each other and everyone around them is critical to living out our faith in a way that honors Christ. So I would like to, I guess it's not the NIV anymore, it's the Dave, Dave Standard Version, the DSV. I'd like to read it, and everything there is as Paul put it. I'm just exchanging those two examples. Meat sacrifice to idols, a matter of conscience, should we, shouldn't we, is now masks. And uh, one day more special, as he put it, which is the Sabbath day for the Jews. I'm just putting in Sunday services, and I hope that reading this chapter will just give us some advice on how to go about our lives in a, a productive and powerful and effective way as believers. Then uh, we'll have a few questions at the end, too discuss. So Romans 14, the day of standard version. Accept those whose faith looks different than yours without passing judgment on disputable matters. Right, we're not talking about faith, we're not talking about, talking about sin. It's not sinful to wear a mask. It's not sinful to not wear a mask. Not sin. It's disputable. It's not a salvific issue. Are you saved if you wear a mask? Are you not saved if you don't? No, it's not that sort of thing. And for worship, is it a day better? It's not about salvation. The disputable matters. Secondary issues, some call them. Things that we differ on. Okay. Accept um, those whose faith looks different than yours without passing judgment on disputable matters. One man's faith allows him to not wear masks. But another man whose faith looks different always wears masks. The man who doesn't wear masks must not look down on him who does. And the man who wears masks must not condemn the man who doesn't, for God has accepted him. And who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One man considers Sunday services more sacred than other days. Another man considers every day alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. He who regards Sunday services as special does so to the Lord. He who doesn't wear masks does so to the Lord. For he gives thanks to God. And he who wears masks does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself alone. None of us dies to himself alone. If we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life. So he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. Why then do you judge your brother? Why do you look down on your brother? For we all stand, we'll all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. As one who is in the Lord Jesus, I am fully convinced that not wearing masks is not sinful in itself. But if anyone regards something as sinful, then for him it is sin. If your brother is distressed because of your mask refusal, you're no longer acting in love. Do not by your abstaining destroy your brother for whom Christ died. Do not allow what you consider good to be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of masks or Sunday services, but of righteousness and of peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. So let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of masks. All mask opinions are valid, but it is wrong for a man to do anything that causes someone else to stumble. 
It's better to wear a mask and not do anything else that will cause your brother to fall. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the man who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But the man who doubts is condemned if he conforms, because his actions are not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. How does your personal approach to these disputable matters of masks and Sunday services, how does it reflect your faith? Is wearing a mask a matter of faith for you? Is it some way that you honor the Lord? Do you honor the Lord by trying to keep others healthy? Do you honor the Lord by obeying those in authority? Is not wearing a mask a matter of faith? I trust God with my health no matter what. If it comes from faith, then it's a beautiful thing. If it doesn't come from faith, if we're conforming, if people tell us you shouldn't wear masks and then we don't, but feel like maybe we should, we're sinning. We're, con- we're condemning ourselves. What's the word? Yeah, condemning themselves by conforming. And if we do, but we don't feel we should, it's the same thing. Let our actions come from faith and work towards peace and mutual edification. There's a a sneaky thing that can work its way in here, though. Sometimes what looks like faith and just trusting God is actually a rebellious spirit. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me I have to do something. I don't care if you suggest this or require this. I can do what I want. Well, let's be careful that what we're thinking of is our faith is not just a rebellious spirit not willing to be told what to do by those in authority over us. And on the flip side, the sneaky thing that can skip in or slip in uh, for those who may be more um, likely to wear masks in this particular scenario that I'm using is that it actually might not be just a spirit of willing obedience. It could be a spirit of fear. I better do this. What will people say if I don't do this? I don't want to be judged, but if I don't do it, you know, I, I feel completely safe in the Lord, but you know, I, I feel afraid, like, what if something happens? You see, so like pride and rebellion can masquerade as faith, and so can fear. And so that's when we come back to the Lord and say, in these disputable matters, those who consider one day more sacred or other days do so to the Lord. So for myself, if I'm not feeling uh, very much danger, if I'm not feeling risk to myself or my immediate family, if I'm not as worried about the virus and its impacts, and so I wear masks less often, am I willing to wear them whenever it's compassionate and empathetic for those around me based on their health concerns or on their faith? Am I willing to accommodate? Or is my faith so stuck that this is what I'm doing to stand up for my faith that then it can't accommodate a brother or sister? Well, now we're not doing the blending together where we find ourselves on either side. We stick to our guns and we just judge. You know, how could you do that? And you look down on, why do you feel the need to do that? Work together for mutual edification. How can talking about from this place of actual faith, I'm just not worried about my health. And I'm not actually worried about dying. God's in control. How could that encourage someone who maybe has a spirit of fear? Right, oh, good reminder, right? Well, how could a spirit of obedience, you know, the proper use of this sort of faith, someone wearing the mask in our scenario, be helpful to someone on this side who might actually be struggling with a spirit of rebellion? I feel like it actually shows my faith to obey those in authority over me because that's just a scripture. 
So I'm honoring God by just being obedient because wearing masks, don't wear masks, not a sinful thing. So I get to do either. I've got freedom. So what am I going to choose that will honor the Lord? We could actually speak to each other. And if one says, I honor God this way, and one says, I honor God this way, that's still unity. But if one is actually off track and our motives aren't right, then the truth of this faith can help bring us together. And if this one's off track in another way, the truth of this faith, genuine faith, you know, whatever doesn't come from faith is sin. So when it's genuine faith, it can bring us back to We find ourselves together, honoring the different ways that God works with each different person, different scenarios uniquely. No broad brush, just God and His Spirit with us. You know, what would it look like for us to, to resist judging? What would it look like for us to resist divisions? What would it look like for us to resist rebelliousness, resist fear, and instead come together in unity and love? That's what the body's supposed to be. So it's not a matter, not a matter of eating and drinking or Sabbath or any other day or mask wearing or not mask wearing or Sunday services versus Zoom or backyards. Let that, not those be things that we focus on. Instead, let's ask ourselves, what would it look like to live uh, a life of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit? Because what happens is we get stuck on the conflict. We just talk about it ad nauseum. And we never actually get past it. We never meet each other in the middle. We never learn from one another. And we never like get together and then go and just move on from it. Maybe like me, you've experienced this past week, Every conversation is just people airing their opinions. Well, I think this, I think this. There's just a lot of that. Let us do everything to mutual upbuilding, mutual edification, the things that lead to peace. Because I don't want to spend my whole life just talking about what things are right and what things are wrong and why I've decided to do this and why you decided. I want to live powerfully and help the kingdom of God grow on earth. And if the world looks at Christians and all we can do is take stances that seem political or polemic uh, or <coughs> stubborn versus loving and unifying, then who wants to turn to Jesus? But think about the world out there right now in a world that is afraid in a world that is in rebellion and pride and all these forces, you know, the things that we're actually against because we're not against people. We're against these powers that are at work that control people. Fear gets a hold of people. Rebelliousness gets a hold of people. What if they were to say, oh, these Christians are different. God's spirit, joy, in the Holy Spirit. So I would love to have you wrestle with these questions. Think through this passage. Let Romans 14, in its original or in Dave's version, challenge us a little bit. And then to just ask, what is it? Make every effort, make every effort to work towards peace and mutual edification. That's what's going to honor the Lord. And whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord, not as unto men. Wear a mask for the Lord. Don't wear a mask for the Lord. Worship in the backyard for the Lord. Worship on Zoom for the Lord. Gather together on Sundays or Saturdays or any day of the week for the Lord. Because that will be our testimony to the world. Not which opinions we have. Not just how much we talk about it. Not just how well we can defend our positions. But what do we do to love those who are different? And how can we show that our differences aren't important because we've got the big things in common? faith in God. And that gives us things like righteousness, peace, and joy. So I pray for righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I pray for you to be immersed in the kingdom this week. I pray for you to find people that are looking for a kingdom sort of experience versus whatever the world is offering them right now. 
And uh, I have faith and I believe that God will lead us into that this week. May you be his ambassadors in a world that needs you so much.